Welcome to Beauties and Banter, a lifestyle podcast where we are relevant, witty, and opinionated. Okay, y'all, the banter is brewing. It's time to sip some tea, so let's get into it. This podcast is sponsored by our partners at Teamy Blends. It's not just tea, it's a lifestyle. And for the month of October, you can get 25% off your purchase during their Halloween sale using our code BANTER25. We love the results that we got from our detox last month. I know I personally loved feeling less bloated and the energy that I gained from the product. Yes, me too. Oh my God. Bloat what? Bloat where? Not I, Renee. <laughs> there was no bloat whatsoever. Thank you, Timmy. I felt so good. I had energy. I was ready to work out. I wasn't lazy. This has been giving me a little bit of life. So go to TeamyBlends.com. That's T-E-A-M-I Blends.com. And for any purchase that you make, $49 and up, which is the cost of the 30-day detox program if you want to do the same thing Renee and I did, or you can select from any of their products, use the code BANTER25 and you'll get 25% off. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. <laughs> what is going on? Time for another podcast. What is... <laughs> so what is giving you life this week? You know what's giving me life this week? I'm giving me life this week. I'm going to take a little credit and pat myself on the back right now. Okay. What you got going on? Girl, so, you know, I just, sometimes you have to just sit back and think about what's going on in life, where you want to go. We're in the last quarter of the year. What do I need to do differently? How do I need to do it so that I can take on the new year? So that's what I've been thinking about. And I came up with something called Get Fit. Mm. Get fit for me is something to do with mentally, getting fit mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and financially. Those are the areas that I want to work on in my life. And, you know, sometimes we think we can't work on all those things at once. We need to focus on just this one thing. I figured out a way that how I can do multiple things at once and just getting fit. So one Mm. of the things that I've done is I'm moving. So that takes care of like my mental state, my emotional state, because I was very cramped and crowded in the small space that I had. I'm looking at um, joining a new church. So that's my spiritual. Physically, there's a new gym across the street from my house. I can walk there. And then Timmy Tease has been helping me out, too, physically. (laughs) Right. And then financially, the church that I'm looking to join, they're doing this whole series this month about the abundant life. So yes, it's all they about are. finances and everything like that. And you know what church that is, don't you? Shout out to Soul City Church. I miss hey, y'all. Hey, Soul City. A <laughs> <laughs> sister still be streaming. <laughs> yes, yes. So, yeah, I am all about getting fit and getting my life together for the rest of 2018 and focusing on 2019. I love that because, you know, people say, oh, you know, make all the things at the beginning of the new year, but it's still two and a half months left in the new year. And there is still an opportunity to crush your goals 
and to put something new on that goal list and conquer it. So congrats to you, girl. I'm going to pat you on the back as well. Girl, thank you. (laughs) Knock it out in this fourth quarter. You got this. What's giving you life, girl? What's going on with you? You know what is giving me life this week is hashtag black love. Mm, Hey, now. (laughs) Just because it was a lot going on with black love this week. And so that's why it's giving me life. So season two of the own series, Black Love. Um, officially ended and so they came back after a break and the last couple of episodes have been great and it ended this week um, in addition to that Essence held their first Black Love Summit so yes, I saw that. yeah shout out to Charlie Penn hey boo uh, over at Yes Girl Podcast one of our favorites Um, she said this was her personal mission. She has been trying to do a black love, gay love for like years. And just with the popularity from the documentary and and all the conversation, I guess she got the green light. So your favorites, Kadeem and Duvall were hosting. And it's so great to just see them like they were in the documentary and now they're hosting a lot of events related to black love. And I, I love them now. I know at first, like, you used to talk about them, and I was like, oh, I don't know. And I think being able to see them outside of Instagram and hearing their story, I um, follow both of them now. And it's great to see what they're doing and their mission um, for marriages. It's just awesome. Um, and in addition to that, the creators of Black Love launched a Black Love Summit. And so that was held last week. And I've been on a little bit of a social media break, but I had to sneak on there and just get some nuggets. People were posting clips from um, the event. So speaking of love, let's get into today's podcast. Hello. (laughs) We're talking about a different kind of love. We're talking about that hashtag struggle love. (laughs) (laughs) On today's podcast, and the topic is, are you a ride or die chick? Right. Hashtag till death do we part. (laughs) Renee, what say you? Are you riding? Are you dying? What you you doing? I used to be that ride or die chick back in the day. But you know what? Things have changed and times have changed. And then I was like, what does that really mean? You know? Let's start there. What is the definition of a ride or die chick? What is your definition of a ride or die chick? Ride or die chick is somebody that's going to go for the long haul no matter what's going on. And I had to also look it up on Wikipedia because I was like, what does Wikipedia say about this? You know, they what? they got something to say about everything. Wikipedia got a page for ride or die? Girl, yes, ma'am. That's amazing. They sure do. <laughs> and they said a ride or die chick in the hip hop culture is a woman willing to support her partner and his illicit lifestyle despite how this might endanger her. Mm-mm. Or harm her. You hear me putting emphasis on those words. Mm-hmm. Sometimes this is portrayed as a more passive support and love, regardless of their transgressions. But oftentimes it requires women to take an active role in these transgressions 
and manifest in a willingness to help men in a dangerous situation, in dangerous situations, and a sense of shared risk. It is often referred to as hip-hop manifestation of the Bonnie and Clyde dynamic. Hmm. I feel like the first time I started hearing Ride or Die was DMX. Wasn't that him that had that song, I Need a Ride or Die Chick, and like the Rough Rider stuff, and Eve was a part of them. That's where I first feel like I started to hear it. So I get that attachment to Ride or Die. Yeah, I, and we can get into it, I'm not down for the illicit or illegal activity, but... The funny thing is, is when you say that about the DMX one, they've got a list of songs of who all has the ride or die songs. And the top one is Jay-Z and Beyonce with Bonnie and Clyde. On the run, (laughs) baby. I don't care if we're on the run. Now, they ain't in real life been on the run, but yes, they portray that Bonnie and Clyde theme. Even the theme of the On the Run tour was a gangster and his queen. But, you know, we all know because Jay-Z has a past drug dealing, a little rough around the edges from the streets, and Beyonce is the queen, grew up middle class, right? So, per previous podcast, y'all know I'm all about a corporate thug. So, you know I like men. <laughs> that's <laughs> But that's all in his past, right? And so, if a man got a little street in him and maybe had a former illicit past, but I don't think I can sign up for really being on the run because I'm not trying to be behind bars and there are consequences. So when I think of my, my definition of ride or die is having your man's back, no matter what, you know, accepting him with all his flaws, you know, none of us are perfect. Um, everybody has a past And I think it's about not judging his past or maybe his present. But like I said, there are limitations for me. You know, it's one thing to have your man's back, but having his back through illegal activity is a whole nother situation. I think about there's a show on TV one called For My Man. Mm -hmm. I I, I don't know if y'all have ever checked that out. But find it on YouTube or go to TV One On Demand. But the show's premise is all about women who, for their man, ended up either in jail or dead. And it's all these stories of girl meets guy, guy talks her into robbing bank. Girl meets guy, guy talks her into killing somebody. You know? And so... (laughs) The ride or die can go a little too far for me, you know, but I'm all about having your back, but I don't know if I can have your back when it comes to illegal stuff. I don't know if I'm going to be a snitch, but I don't know if I'm going to lie and be like a Tasha or a Lala from Power, you know? Um, Look here, if my life is in danger, I might be snitching. Yeah, but forget all the illegal activity. Now, let's talk about this one, because I think this is one that's debated about financial, right? So, I do believe that a ride-or-die woman has to be willing to build together with her man, even when that comes to financially. Because you think about the, the focus should be on partnership, right? 
So what that can mean is that he's not working right now because of whatever circumstances, but you are. So you're carrying the load of the bills or he's got bad credit, but you got good credit. So the house, the cars are all in your name or he's got a business idea and you decide to invest in it or like I said, like sometimes women aren't willing to do that. I actually think that that is something that can be beneficial when it's a true partnership and you're in it for the long haul and understanding that there's always going to be times when one is maybe doing better than the other. And I was watching the episode of Black Love yesterday and there was an older couple on there that had been married 50 years and they were entrepreneurs and the husband made the comment. He said, had it not been for Shirley sacrificing and investing in our business, we would both be still working, you know? So obviously she was the one in their relationship that had the money and put that in there. Right. Then I think about, I watched Married to Medicine. So on last season, Dr. Simone's husband, Cecil, had this like idea for an app or whatever, and they put a lot of money into it, and it was really her money coming from like her um, account. And so some of the women kind of were at odds about that. So what do you think about that piece, ride or dying financially and the support of that or investing your all in your man? Very similar to the movie we saw together, Acrimony, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I definitely think that there are some pros and cons to that. Um, and if you take a look at it from the standpoint of John David Washington, Denzel Washington's son, when he was interviewed recently by someone who asked, who said to him, you're Denzel Washington's son. What is that like? What does that feel like? He was like, but don't forget, I'm also Pauletta Washington's son. Yes. The woman who paid for the dates when my dad didn't have no money. Mm. Like, she the one who put it out there like when they were going and doing he well he put it out there John David did was saying my mom has always been there if it wasn't for her she there would be no me yeah John David, because there would be no Pauletta and Denzel that's right I do remember seeing that clip and I was like you better rep for your mama boy because like right. She's an actress herself, and I guess she's a couple years older than Denzel, so apparently when he was a struggling actor, she was getting money, and so she did support him in those first years, right? Um, and I think it's always interesting to hear the man's perspective on that, right? I think it was great to hear him say that about his mom and how he viewed it, and also hear other men I was watching um, Wendy Williams a couple months ago and the actor that plays Luke Cage was on there and he was speaking of his wife and he made a comment of like, you know, they met when he was in college and he was in grad school, broke on loans and, you know, she supported him. And so he was like, she was there for me before I was a star, before we had all this money. So... Is there a benefit if you feel your man has potential? If you know, like Pauletta probably saw, okay, Denzel is going to be that dude, you know? And so it's more of an investment. And so I feel when you're in relationship and your partner, 
when it comes to that, you need to see it as an investment and that like it will pay off at some point, you know, because this is your husband, your partner, you're in it for the long haul and for this season, he needs you. But not everybody goes with that. Think of Issa and Lawrence. That was the main issue in their relationship and why she ended up cheating because she was not down for being in the trenches with him. And I think that there's a point to the word support Mm. is there's a fine line to be in a ride or die versus supporting. Um, You can support your man and be by his side and standing by him and not get involved in any illegal activity or anything that's not going to serve your mental, your spiritual, emotional, or physical self. Mm -hmm. Um, As well as you can support him in in a financial way if he's struggling or if he's having issues. But I think that we also have to look at it and say, what is he doing for himself? Yeah. Is he just sitting on the couch like Lawrence and chilling? <laughs> Lawrence was working on that business plan for Woo Woo. <laughs> yeah, right. He he was he was halfway working on that business plans for Woo Woo. And like and then if he was like all the way in, I think that there would have been a difference. He didn't really put that into motion until he went to go work for that company. Yeah. It took him to go work for the company first to get there. And I think that had the dynamic of that changed or if it had come first, maybe she would have stuck around and maybe she wouldn't have cheated. Yeah. The finance piece is tricky. I agree. And you mentioned support versus investing. And my whole thing is I will invest in you, but I won't finance you. I can understand that, you know, like I have, there have been a time where people think that you're a bank, you know, I I remember being in a relationship years ago and I was like, okay, he, he's had some financial issues. He's still, you know, got his job. He needs a little bit of help. Okay. I'm going to support you here and I'm going to give you a little money or whatever. But then, you know, it kept going. I was like, oh no, no, no. Bank of Renee is closed. (laughs) Right. Bank no more withdrawals, honey. And that's that whole thing about you can't date potential. You know, I'm down for riding and dying. I ain't down for dying, but you know, I'm down. <laughs> what is that about? Like, why do I have to get to the point to where there could be death involved? Right, exactly. But I feel like there's ride or die, and then there's just foolish, right? Right. Well, that's funny because you mentioned that there's that this video that I saw going around by at poetic style mm-hmm. and it was on the shade room and it's interesting and, and i don't i can't remember if there's cussing in here or not so i hope that there isn't but it's about be a good woman not a down a chick not a down a chick okay. is what it says so let's see let's hear that a lot of niggas gonna hate what i'm about to say but tough luck public service announcement because y'all got it fucked up being a good woman is not about how much shit you can take or how long you can stay. If he's not doing what he's supposed to, cut him off and be great. You're not obligated to stay through everything. That's what he wants you to believe because it benefits him. They won't tell you that good women don't entertain no bullshit. Because half these niggas won't get entertained. No bullshit. Fuck being a down chick. That shit is played out if you ask me. He wants you to rock Look, 
blank and walked away on that. Okay, let's analyze. (laughs) (laughs) That was a lot. Yeah, down chick is what they call it, man. She been down for me. Okay, sure. Here's the deal. That boy said, ride or die chick with side bitches in the passenger seat or back seat. (laughs) I mean, I think that goes back to what I just said. Like, yeah, don't be a doormat. Don't be used and don't get caught up. So that is a caveat to this. As much as I feel like You should have your man's back. You should fight through thick and thin. Be there for the good and the bad because that is what life is about. There does become a point to where it feels like women are expected to just take a bunch of mess over and over. And it's disrespectful. And we should not tolerate multiple times you're cheating, multiple times you're lying, multiple times you're jacking up our finances all in the name of love. And that's what it sounds like he's talking about that a good woman knows when to say I'm gonna walk away and maybe you'll get yourself together in that time and maybe we can get back together but like you do have to hold the man accountable and say it is not okay for you to disrespect me to this point and I think some women use the oh because I love him oh because I took my vows and I get that and marriage is forever but at what point can that woman at least admit that I'm being disrespected to the highest level I'm being used and I want to stay married but something has got to give I was watching abuse yeah yeah I mean when it comes down to it it's a form of abuse it's a a form Mm. of emotional abuse mental abuse um, and taking advantage of someone and we, you know, if you go through that, you have to take a stance. That's like that movie that I watched and you watched, I think, last month for the love of money starring Columbus Short and Vivica Fox. Uh, Homegirl. Shout out to the bootleg Netflix movies. <laughs> right, right. I saw that. I was literally like sitting up, like you said, like looking for some on Netflix that you hadn't watched yet. And I yes. always like go through like the quote unquote black movies <laughs> that pop up. <laughs> and I was like, well, Columbus Short is a good actor. Vivica was in it. I was like, let me see what this is about. Well, that was his redemption movie after Scandal. Oh. So I remember him being on Wendy and Vivica being on Wendy and getting interviewed talking about this movie. And I kept, kept saying, oh, I want to see it, but I totally forgot about it so when I saw it in Netflix I was like oh I want to watch it because I'm interested in finding out what this is all about and it was actually pretty good it was um, it was interesting yeah, yeah she and it wasn't what I expected it to be either yeah so the premise was that he was a drug dealer she was this like college girl she looked grown or whatever, but I guess she was. In I college. thought that was just me. I was like, she looked old to be a college student. And Columbus Short has ever been of like forty something. She looked to be thirty something like me, but they were both trying to play twenty somethings. I wasn't convinced. But um right. so this is where I 
she knew he was a drug dealer, right? It's like you knew that when you met him. So she ends up getting involved with him. She never but at first really she tried to not get involved. Right. But see, this is the other thing too that I think sometimes women get caught up in ride or die when it relates to men involved in illegal activity because of the money. Because I feel like he was a sweet guy, right? But didn't he like whisk her off on some trip and was like, here are the keys to my place and I got this, I got that. You know, and so I think she got so caught up in the money. He had bought her like a new Benz that you end up being involved with somebody who you know is an illegal activity and ultimately because of his business and his associations, her best friend ended up getting killed. She got kidnapped and in the end he got killed and she was left with nothing initially until she like found the key to his like secret apartment and the safe with money because he did say like I'll always look out for you or whatever so she found like a stash but she had to go through the pain and heartbreak of her best friend dying now her man dying her being being tortured after being kidnapped what did you think was gonna happen boo Right. After my best friend got shot, I'd be like, I'm out. Deuces. Don't call me no more. Change my number. You talking about the spirit of the, the what is the, the, the blocking spirit you talk about? Hello? The, the block spirit, that would be yes. all up on him. But he was sweet and, you know, he believed in her dreams and I think she needed some of that money too for like a, a internship or something she was trying to like move to a new city to pursue her writing. I think she was trying to go to New York City or whatever. Um, Mm. But she ultimately ended up being a ride or die, even though she wasn't participating in the activity. Sitting back while you know the kind of dealings your man has going on, you're complicit. Right. She should be glad that, you know, that story wasn't about being locked up. It was more about the the daily consequences to those lifestyles, you know. And then you're accessory to the crime if something go down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say you have to be careful not being used. I think, I saw something this week, too, with Jill Scott, because, you know, she's recently divorced, and I guess that guy that she's divorcing is trying to, like, take her to the cleaners as far as, like, money, trying to, like, fight their prenup, and Exo Nicole did an article about some of her standards post-divorce because Jill Scott posted something on Instagram about red flags not to be ignored and a couple of her points were around not being used not being somebody's bank account so you know some women can get caught up in that whole well I'm trying to be down I'm trying to invest in my man and end up being used and then some just get caught up in dating a guy that's gonna lead them down a path of destruction because of the lifestyle and the money or whatever which can be attractive and that's why you know I, I think this all makes me think about dating on your level level up mm. like so what does that mean when, huh what do you mean by that though Cause I don't, I don't feel that if I, I don't know that you're always gonna. Sometimes you match with somebody that's on your same level, right? Sometimes you match with someone who isn't at your level yet, 
but they'll get there. So do you have to date on your level or a level up? I think that, I mean, if you strive to do that, yes, but is that always going to happen? No. I think like, for example, with Sierra, if we think about Sierra and Russell Wilson, mm-hmm. she was like, okay, I'm tired of dating these guys who are not what I want them or need them to be. I need to level up. Like, I need to upgrade my standards. I need to, or just not maybe her standards were great. Maybe she just needed to stick to them. Um, maybe she was like, okay, he's the exception to the rule. Or maybe this or maybe that. And, and look who she's with now. Because she took it a step further. Or mm-hmm. she stuck to her guns or whatever that is. So when I say level up, it's whether you're sticking to your, your, you know, what your list is or you are looking at somebody that's on your level or somebody that's above your level that can teach you some things. Right. And it may be somebody who hasn't gotten there yet, but they, you see that they're working hard to get there. You know who the perfect example, because I, I, I think that's one thing. And I, I want to talk about like the men here too, because we always say ride or die chick, but what about a ride or die man? You know? Yeah. And men are supposed to be the providers, so I don't know if that's assumed. But we talked about women sticking by their man with cheating and all those things like that. Going back to East and Lawrence, look at, he dropped her like a bad habit, called her a hoe, like everything after she cheated. There was no forgiving. And so many times women are expected to ride or die and always be there. But I don't know if we have that same expectation from men. Do you? I I agree. We don't always have that same expectation from men. Men can be like, I ain't got time for this deuces and walk away and just it's all said and done. Mm -hmm. Um, But they won't stick in it for the long haul. Guys will, I think, in my opinion, I think guys give up faster on the relationship than what a woman is. Just like if a woman cheats on him, Mm -hmm. uh, the likelihood of a man being okay with that and working through it is slim to none. Yeah, Most men leave because they can't handle it. They're not built to handle it. And I don't know if that's an excuse or if that's actually how it is. You know, I don't know. I'm not a man. But I think that men are not... They, they have a harder time with Ryan and Dot. Now, will they stick by their woman and fight for their love? Yes. But will they go all out until the very end? I don't know if I've seen that a lot. I don't have any examples for that. Yeah. I think about going back to the level up and my thoughts on riding or dying the <laughs> way that is riding or dying you're like riding or dying <laughs> my thoughts on the definition of being down I like down better than ride or die is about that togetherness right and so I think about leveling up together and I think about Candy Burris and Todd Tucker mm. you know we all know during the season you know when they were first dating Mama Joyce everybody in a sense thought Candy had taken a step down because he was not making the kind of money that she was making. He had a lot of ideas and they were both in that media space because he was working for Bravo. He was working for Bravo, but in a production capacity and he had a ton of ideas, but he couldn't finance it all. And Candy could. 
And she chose to invest in him. Like many people don't know, but like Hollywood Divas, that was his project. And he had that idea, but it wasn't until he got with Candy that he got that off. And the restaurant was his idea, Old Lady Gang. And that turned out to be successful. They just opened up a location inside Phillips Arena where the Atlanta Hawks it's play. third location. Yeah, they opened up another location. But then there were some things not so successful because that workout DVD that never happened with them and Phaedra and I think some other things. But Candy talked about um, her decision around that though, right? Like at the end of the day, she's a businesswoman. And so yes. she felt like some of his ideas were worth the investment Oh, they did that play together. So the Mother's Love play was the first thing they did together because that's where the discussion around the prenup was. And it's like, hey, anything we build together that I invest in is ours. But I think you see them as this power couple. But understanding that unlike Jay-Z and Beyonce, where they both were, you know, billionaires and came together, here you had somebody who came together where the woman was the millionaire. And... I found this article that she did um, back in 2014, and I liked what she said here. She said, as I got older, I wanted a teammate to spend the rest of my life with. It's like Neo said, I'm killing them by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. Yes. Todd and I are a force. We're able to do things together that I probably wouldn't have even thought about. He pushes me. He motivates me. And at a certain point in your life, you don't want just someone who you go with. You really want to be in it together. It's a different type of commitment and you just can't walk away from it. And so I say that because I know we talk about leveling up and oftentimes women can look down on a man that is not at their level. He don't have the same kind of degrees. He don't live in the same type of high rises. He don't travel like me. And Todd was very much like that, but together they were able to do great things. And sometimes it's not until you're matched with another person. Same thing, flip side, Sierra and Russell Wilson. Like she's done so much greater things in her career and philanthropy work since being with him. And so I think the level up can be on both sides. And from that aspect of a ride or die, I think both the man and the woman whoever finds themselves on the other side of that relationship that maybe is the one that's a little higher should support their partner, even if it means like financially, if they really think they got a good thing and they really want to go somewhere together. Yeah, I mean, I think you got to, at the end of the day, know that it's gonna, I mean, you can't 100% know that it's going to go somewhere right. or that it's, it's going to be successful. It's all trial and error, and that's what a relationship is all about. But just kind of really having the belief that this person can be successful is one of the main things. And when you see that they're working hard towards that, and I think that the level up part is is leveling up in where they are. They may be on a different level of you. So Todd had these ideas that Candy didn't necessarily have. Right. That. So that's another level for Candy, but it's also another level for Todd because it's a level for Todd because financially, it's yeah. a level for her because of the ideas. He stretches her for ideas 
and she helps out financially. So they both are leveling up in that aspect. So yeah. I think that level up can be taken in different ways and different terms if you just look at it in a different way. Yeah. And so kind of to wrap this up, I know we wanted to touch on another article that we both read this week um, about the title was like, I was the wife and the other woman or what was it, Renee? Yep. That's it. I was the wife and the other woman. Yep. That was heartbreaking to read. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. I mean, and to, it, it was crazy where this woman was married to this man. She loved him. She was a ride-or-die chick where she would do anything for him to the extent of where he would come home. Like, he had this idea of this business that he was working on. He would work long hours, and then he'd come to bed, and he'd want sex, and she'd give it to him. And she was like, even if that meant taking how tired I am and giving that up or or just not really taking care of myself in that aspect of my rest, I would give in to him. Mm. And then that became where his late nights became to nights out. And one day he came home and his phone was buzzing like at two in the morning. She was like, what is going on? He forgot to put it on airplane mode one time. Then found out that she read the text while he was in the shower because he was coming home and taking showers. And yep. it was like, I love you too. And so that's he how was she cheating. found out. Mm-hmm. Huh? So he was cheating the whole time. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how she found out that she was not just the wife, but she was the other woman. Yeah. I loved in the end, though, so kind of tying it back to what we said when it gets to a point of disrespect that you can't take anymore, she left him. Mm-hmm. And one of the quotes from the article said, giving your all to a man and supporting his dreams and neglecting yourself in the process just to have it all equals up to another woman's happiness and your brokenness. And I was like, yeah. wow, because I think what she was saying was that the other woman knew nothing about her. And so while he was coming to the wife all like sad and depressed and not giving her attention he was like promising the other girl the world she was experiencing the happiness while she was over here experiencing the brokenness and like she says it wasn't worth it for her and in the end it sounds like she was saying that the husband is still hitting her up yeah and then she started to talk about this is what uh, she felt like a good partner should do and what she signed up for was, was the highs and the lows of it all. I mean, when I was married, I felt that same way. But the most important takeaway for me was what she said in the end is, but I didn't sign up for rock bottoms. Mm. I was like, wow. I like, mean, I mean, rock bottom is a part of life sometimes, though. Like, this story sounds crazy and... This is a perfect example where, yeah, it doesn't sound like you should stick around. But we all know of stories where women have and they feel like they've come out on the other side of it because rock bottom does happen. I mean, rock bottom happened in my marriage. Yeah. And my rock bottom was like, oh, my God, like this is happening where he left me with everything. Mm hmm. I went from, I, I 
gave my notice to my job. We had a discussion two weeks before. Yeah. I said, okay, let's, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to start my own business, blah, 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 blah. He came home two weeks after I quit my job, came home two weeks later and said, I filed for a divorce. Mm. Not, so- I'm thinking about a divorce, but I filed for a divorce. Then he moved out and moved back with his mama and so, left me stuck with the house, the car, and everything else. So that's see, yeah, that's the, that, I mean, he wasn't your ride or die, you know, so that's that thing like we were saying earlier, the men, you know, aren't in the place to where they're sometimes being loyal as well too, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. leaving you with everything like that. And just bouncing, you know? Yes. He wasn't, yeah, when you all hit rock bottom, he wasn't willing to stick through it. And so I think, you know, in, in marriage, definitely, you're supposed to be there. And I get what she's saying. Like, you do sign up for highs and lows. I didn't sign up for rock bottom. And I think that's the part, too, where everyone has their deal breakers. I, I go back to the Black Love documentary, if you guys really have to check it out. Um, one of the episodes, there was a couple that was profiled, and as I was listening, I was just like, oh, uh-uh, oh no, she stuck through that, you know, because they were people that were in the church, they were like, in the church as like ministers and stuff, she found out that he was cheating on her with multiple women, he was addicted to alcohol, gambling, it was all of this secret stuff, and she uncovered it all but she didn't leave him and he had to go to rehab and he talked about all of the things to hold him accountable that he has set up how he checks in how he does this you know how he prays twice a day he goes to like bible study three times a week it was a little funny but it was just like he was that committed and she felt that committed to their marriage to stick through it right um, there were a couple of other people that were profiled. No, Warren and Erica Campbell, you know, finally came out and shared how he not only had cheated on her, but had got a woman pregnant during their marriage. And she said, I remember this quote because she told him, I'm mad, but I'm not leaving. So that's what I think people are thinking about when it comes to like, that ride or die, that sticking through, because things will come through. But I think everybody does have their breaking point. And in this article, obviously for this woman, she had reached her breaking point. In my opinion, in essence, if you just think about it, is you don't have to stay. You don't. You have the option to walk away. No one understand your limits. You can ride, but you don't have to die. And by die, <laughs> I mean mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, or financially. And that's my two cents. I think that's a great way to wrap us up. (laughs) So, share your thoughts. I know you all have opinions because everyone can relate to this. Either you've been in a ride or die relationship, you know someone who has, or you just have an opinion about it all. So, Hashtag Beauty's Banter on social media to get into the conversation. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Beauty's Banter. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode, share it. 
If you enjoy our podcast in general, maybe this is your first time listening, you want to leave a comment, the best thing you can do is leave us a review on iTunes. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.